If it's the weekend, it's time to have fun with your pet. But when it comes to technology, apps, and what's hot, you don't want to waste money or waste your or your pet's time. Welcome to Pet Lover Geek with Lorian Clemens. In today's show, Lorian and her guests will keep you in the know to keep your pet happy as well as you and your family. Now here's your host, Lorian Clemens. Welcome back, pet lovers. Technology, as you know and we love, is everywhere. And it's for everything. And it's used for just about everyone. And one big use of technology these days is online dating. For, for example, did you know that over 66% of singles today say that they use an online dating app to find their dates? In fact, I met my husband nine years ago through not just Match.com, but also eCarmony.com. So we figured, you know, two online places said that we were made for each other. So we thought, all right, this is perfect. And I just attended a wedding this past weekend where not only the happy couple had met through an app, but when we asked people to raise their hands, you know, how many other people had met online, I swear to God, half of the audience raise their hands. It was crazy. But how do pets play a role in finding a partner? For me, it was an absolute prerequisite that my future partner was an animal lover. And between us, we had four furballs. So that was a really big deal. And a survey that was conducted by um, PetSmart Charities and Match.com on about 1,000 singles found that more than half of the men and women uh, that were in the survey found people more attractive if they actually owned a dog. And 75% of them said that they wouldn't date someone if they didn't like pets. For me, it would be, you know, a done deal if you didn't like pets, so it wouldn't even bother. But how do you go about finding someone who loves animals as much as you? I mean, it's not part of the Match.com or, you know, OkCupid okay um, interface. Well, that's where this really awesome new app called Dig, the dating app for dog people, comes in. It was co-founded by sisters Lee and Casey Isaacson. And Dig is a perfect way for pet parents to find partners who are just as crazy about animals as they are. So today on the show, really excited that we have Lee here to tell us more about it. Welcome to the show, Lee. Hi, thanks so much for having me. All right, so first off, I have to ask, where did you get the idea of actually doing a dating app for dog owners? I mean, I think it's a perfect idea, but where did the idea come from? <laughs> One of the first questions people ask is, how is this not already a thing, right? Like, it, it's definitely, totally. like you said, important question to ask right up front. But the real question came when my sister was dating someone who we think really tried to be a dog person for her for a while. Uh, but by the end of the relationship, he didn't even want the dog in his apartment. He would put towels down on the couches and didn't want it touching anything. And she said, I wish I just knew from the start that it wasn't going to work because of my dog. You know, right. she's not getting rid of the dog. So, you know, just knowing from the start that this major compatibility aspect of her life would have been an issue. And so the more people we talk to about this, we realize this is so multifaceted and so such an important piece of our relationship. We really wanted to do something about it. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I totally locked out because the person that I ended up dating uh, didn't actually was not a, a profound dog lover per se but he was a huge cat lover and he actually had started a pet website so I kind of knew like right okay he likes fur balls uh, and now he has a dog of his own and he loves our dog and so it's fantastic but I'm just curious you know so my significant other didn't own a dog and so had he used this app I mean do you have to own a dog in order to use the app or can you just be a dog and animal lover that's the best part. You do not have to have a dog. We know um, part of being a dog person means really understanding dogs and what they need as well as what we need. So maybe you want to search for someone without a dog because your dog might not get along with others. Or maybe mm -hmm. you want to find someone you can get a dog with in the, in the future, pick out a puppy together. Mm -hmm. It's more about the lifestyle of the dog. And so, no, you absolutely don't have to. Actually, one of the main things we hear from people is, I just want to date someone with a dog because they can't have a dog in their current apartment. <laughs> they travel so much or what a huge benefit to find someone with a dog. Right. And so no, it's all of those aspects put together, you do not have to have a dog to join the app. Yeah, it's going to be one of those, I love your dog and I really like you. So this right. is good. Yeah. Um, now I've, I, I've been off the dating scene for quite a while. I've been with um, my husband now for nine years, uh, but we did use match.com eHarmony and something else. I can't remember, but, um, but I, 
my guess is is that dating apps have pretty much changed a lot uh, in the last nine years. So how does the app work? I mean, is it? I've heard of swipe left, swipe right, swipe right. I'm not exactly sure what's involved with all that, but tell me about the app and how it works. Sure. Uh, ours is a little different. There's no swiping. You're presented with five people a day. Um, there's five paws at the top of the dating app. And uh, each profile has their photos you can scroll through. If they have a dog, there's the dog photos, which makes it that much more fun because you're on a dating app. But really, we just needed another platform to look at cute dog pictures, right? Uh, so you can decide who you dig, really dig, or pass on every day out of those five. And what's really fun about ours is once you both dig each other, you can uh, look for dog-friendly locations near you in this geolocated list. So you can suggest the first date idea right from the app. Um, you had some great statistics about how many people use dating apps. One of the ones that shocked me is that one-third of people on dating apps today never make it out to a real live in-person date. So you've got all these people using it, looking for love, like so hopeful. But so many of those swiping apps are kind of made to feel like a game and mm -hmm. they don't really get you out on the date. And so we wanted to change that from the start because for the sake of you and the sake of your dog, you really need to get out there and figure out if you're compatible. So we've got the dog-friendly locations near you so you can suggest a first date idea. We have a daily deal from pet companies, and the idea is, you know, maybe instead of flowers, you show up with a unique treat and win over their dog from the start. Uh, and then tips or tricks of the day from vets and trainers to make sure those first interactions are safe and uh, you're picking up on body language and all the other items that you need to know as a real dog person. Well, I'd like that part of it, that it's not just a dating app, that you clearly are looking at, you know, Owning uh, uh, or having a being a pet parent, I try not to think of it as owning uh, another living sentient being. But you know, having a pet in your life is it's a holistic thing. And I like the fact that you guys have special features on the app that cater to more than just getting a date. Um, so talk a little bit about this. I mean, we're like I noticed that you mentioned and you mentioned the the tips and things like that. I mean, what are they all geared towards the date scenario or are they geared towards other things as well? It's a little bit of a combination. We really like the event side of what we do, too. So when we go um, and we launch in different cities, we have big dog-friendly events. Because one of the things we've been hearing from people, single or not, they just want more things to do with their dogs. So, mm -hmm. like, that ownership is increasing so much, and you're seeing more dog-friendly restaurants and bars and hotel chains. But there's still a little bit of that infrastructure missing for us to be able to get out, meet each other, and have our dogs be a part of it. You know, dog parks are phenomenal. They're popping up all over the place more and more so, but a little bit more than that. So we provide dog-friendly events, too. So on the app, we, we encourage other dog-friendly events. We'll always highlight local animal rescue um, fundraisers and um, other things you can do with your dog in the in your area as well too. Yeah, I, that's actually, you mentioned the, the rescue thing. I've actually seen that that's a trend. I've seen a number of local places have dog adoption events that is all geared around singles, which I think is brilliant. Yeah, absolutely. I'm in New Orleans and we've got breweries popping up all over the place here. And my, like, why would I choose to go to one brewery over another? Oh, well, they're having a bulldog adoption event that day, and I can just run around with a ton of bulldogs. Then, yeah, right. absolutely. It helps the brewery, and it helps the dog. Absolutely. So does this cost m money? I mean, how do, how do you guys make your money, and how, how, you know, how am I using it in, in terms of, of financial arrangement? Sure. It's totally free for users. So users can log in um, and you can get your five people a day. You can use all of the aspects for free. If you want to click on a daily deal, it brings you to their websites where you can pay for those um, items if you want at that discount. Um, for us, the companies pay to be featured on the dog-friendly locations list, the daily deal, and the tips or tricks of the day. And we also partner with different companies at each of our physical events when we're getting out there in the community. Um, so that's how we are making money on our side, but we really want to make sure that there's always a free option for users to be able to get out and meet each other. Uh, one thing in the dating app world now is 
um, it's a little bit uh, common app behavior to see subscription tiers. Mm -hmm. So in the future, we'll offer additional features, maybe an unlimited um, profile viewing option, for example, where you could pay a monthly fee to be a part of that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And and do you guys do any kind of vetting? I mean, is there any sort of background check or anything? Because I remember when I was using, uh, I can't remember which one it was, but I had to go through quite a few questions and answers and things like that. And then they had to verify that I was actually a real person. And I mean, I, I know that you can't actually do a full deep um, background check kind of thing, but uh, you know, some way to give a little bit of protection out there for people who are a little bit maybe leery about bringing their yeah. dog to meet a stranger. I ask this. Uh, my background is in Homeland Security and emergency response management. So All right. <laughs> from the start, you're in good hands. Um, one of the things, you know, people question us, when, why do you have to log in through Facebook or through Google when you sign up instead of just creating your own account? Mm. And it's because those systems use a way to double check and make sure you're not creating a fake account or that you weren't blocked by other users with, a, with your email address in another account, for example. So there's a lot of platforms that have this built-in security right from the start. But we also encourage our um, users to report anything they see, Mm -hmm. you know, on every screen, there's a way to make sure you can flag things. And so we've got a robust system on the back end, making sure that those people are taken off immediately um, and that they're not able to sign in with other accounts using those different API functions. Awesome. Fantastic. Tell people where they can learn about uh, the Dig app and how to get it. You can go to the App Store because we're just for iPhones right now, but we are building Android, so don't worry, it's coming out soon. Um, And you can search for Dig Dog Persons Dating App on the App Store. You do have to spell out Dig Dog Persons Dating App because there are a lot of gold digger games Mm. on the App Store, so you might have to search for us, but we're working on that. Um, You can learn more about us at digdates.com. And I encourage everyone to follow us on Instagram. All the dogs you see in our marketing and in our Instagram campaigns are available for adoption from Louisiana area shelters. Fantastic. Thank you so much for joining us today, Lee. Thank you. Stay tuned, pet lovers. When we come back, we're going to be hearing about another really possum app. It's a dog walking app that helps you raise money for good causes. Isn't that awesome? But while you wait, why don't you go check out the Dig app? You know what? Or take some cute pictures of you and your pooch that you could use on your profile. Pet Lover Geek will be right back on Voice America. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. This is Pet Lover Geek with Lorian Clemens. If you'd like to connect with the show today, please send an email to petlovergeek at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Pet Lover Geek. We just got done talking with the amazing people over there at the Dig Dating App. Such a cool, fun thing. And we've got another really cool, fun app uh, to talk about next. And it's an app that helps raise money for rescues and shelters when you walk your dog. I mean, that's just perfect. Uh, and and I, I actually had the opportunity to meet uh, the guy that we're going to talk to next a, a while back. And I've, it's been on my mind that we needed to bring him on the show. So I'm really excited to have Doug Hexter here today with Wolf Tracks. He's the founder and CEO. It's an app that is, makes it easy for you to help your favorite animal shelter or rescue by, for raising money when you and Spock go out for your daily walk, run, or hike. So welcome uh, to the show, Doug. Thanks so much for joining us. Well, thank you so much for inviting me. I wanted to start off by letting you talk a little bit about how Wolf Tracks came into being. You know, what made you come up with the idea? Well, we knew, um, and that's a great question, because we knew that there were millions of people who are or should be walking their dogs every day, and we wanted to provide some incentive to motivate them. There are lots of fitness apps out there for folks who are doing their own running, marathoning, and things like that, but there weren't many apps out there uh, designed specifically for motivating people to walk with their dog, mm-hmm. with 50% of dogs being obese, um, and that figure, I believe, creeping up a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's the kind of thing that you always hear about you should be doing. So we 
decided, let's build an app where you can track that distance, but let's bake something into the app that really provides incentive because, frankly, I think we all know it, it, it's difficult to um, download yet another app. You know, yeah. People have apps for everything, but, but what are you going to use it? So right. we really wanted to keep this, make this app have a daily use case where you should be using every dog. So we just, let's figure out a way that we can somehow provide support for the person's shelter that's closest to them. That may not be physically close to them. It could be down the road, could be where they adopted their pet, but it could be um, a breed rescue or even a national assistance organization that's close to their heart. Mm -hmm. So we have almost 9,000 animal nonprofits on the app in the United States that folks can choose from when they use uh, Walk for a Dog. Well, and that's awesome, by the way. I, I, I'm curious, though, how does it work? I mean, like, there's, there's got to be a lot of moving parts uh, to an app like this. So how do you, you know, first track the apps, which I think a lot of us are familiar with the apps that, you know, you know, map my walk and things like that. But then how does it translate from taking the information from that walk and then getting the money to the organization? How does all that work? Well, that's, a, that's a, also a, a terrific question. So we're doing a couple different things with the app. So it is a GPS tracking app because most people are walking their dogs outside. So in, at the end of the walk, you'll get a map of your walk and things like that. And then what we do is we use what we call an active walker metric. So based on the number of other people who are actively walking for the animal organization that you've chosen, um, we then uh, once or twice a year when we do our funding rounds from donations, which are sponsored by sponsors and advertisers, advertisers, mm-hmm. we'll make a small donation, um, or maybe not a small donation, depending on the number of people walking. And our, to be an active walker, at least currently on the app, our threshold's fairly low. It's only a quarter of a mile once a week, mm-hmm. minimum quarter of a mile once a week. So we want to be as inclusive as possible. So we're not suggesting you got to walk 20 miles a day or mm-hmm. you know, 15 miles a week or anything like that, whatever right. you have time for. Um, we do hear from a lot of our users to say this motivates me to walk more. Uh, I've lost weight. I feel you know my pet is happier and things like that. Uh, we also have introduced about four months ago uh, to terrific success challenges. So now, and our current challenge, um, which ends uh, in a couple of months, is, uh, is sponsored uh, by Rover, and. It's a chance to win $2,500 for the shelter or rescue that you're walking for. Mm. We've done a couple of other challenges and where we are, we were offering a $1,000 shelter donation grand prize and a series about, of much smaller, of smaller prizes, $20, $50, which we award each week. And that's been a great uh, incentive to um, not only get the animal nonprofits to promote what we're doing, but to really get folks engaged in the challenge. So mm-hmm. we call it our step for pet health challenge you hear the literally taking steps to make your pet and yourself healthier but and, and it's um it's been terrifically successful okay so i want to make sure that I, I i can play back to you what i'm hearing so that people understand so i walk my dog every day or what have you for and i'm walking for a specific organization that's part of your program and then periodically you guys, based on how, how much I'm walking and maybe how many other people in my community are walking for the same organization, will make a donation based on that activity level? Is that right? Correct. Based on the number of other people who are walking at least a once a week with their pet using our app. Awesome. So exactly. Yeah, exactly. So then how do, you get how, in that, how do you get in that money for those organizations? Where does the, you, mentioned, you mentioned sponsors, but you also mentioned do, donations. So, so how are you guys bringing in the money for, for these um, animal organizations that you're donating to? The monies we have advertising on the app. We try to keep it as unintrusive as possible. That pays for um, a, a good portion of that, as well as um, sponsorship from uh, from organizations that uh, want to offer timely pet health messages mm-hmm. to our app users. So Got it's it. really a win win for everybody. And and is it free to the user then? The app is entirely free. Yes, absolutely. So we didn't. It's available for Apple and Android, and it is free to use. And it will. You can enter multiple dogs, and you can actually track each dog's distance separately, which is sort of a fun feature. So, oh. if you have an older animal, even if you're walking them at the same time. Well, if you're walking them at the same time, no, it will okay. track your distance. But let's assume you've got a young puppy that you got to take out 20 times a day, sure. but you've got an older dog with some hip issues and you know once a week you may do a little bit of a longer walk and you want to track that 
you can actually track all those separately. So people really, um, really love that feature as well. And uh, soon coming in the future, we'll be entering some reminders and stuff like that into the system. That's exciting. And, and how is it a shelter or rescue maybe that isn't already part of your system? I mean, you said you had 9,000, which is fantastic. But how, how does somebody get involved if they are not already part of the system? They just go to our website, wolftracks.com with an X, and uh, there's a shelter page, and we have an application form there. And um, uh, any uh, official nonprofit or municipal government shelter where the money is actually going to the animals and not going to the general city coffers are welcome to apply. Fantastic. Now, I, I have a couple other uh, quick questions. Now, um, and a lot of these apps, a lot of the fitness apps as, uh, that are out there, either for dogs or for humans or whatever, um, interact with a lot of other things. Do you guys have interactions or looking forward to, you know, um, other app integrations that maybe uh, exist? Uh, we are actively looking at, as we're planning for a couple of new upgrades to our app, integrating with wearable devices. Um, mm. So we're going to be uh, looking at Apple Watch quite seriously, Fitbit, and a couple of those. We get a lot of requests from our users all the time about that. They may not want, want to walk with their phone all the time and things like that. So we're definitely um, uh, looking to do that. And there's, you know, people can run our app uh, in the background at the same time they're running you know, other apps such as Map My Run or something like that, if they're doing a community feature with that app and they want to do that. So they're not mutually exclusive. You can use both at the same time as well. Fantastic. Yeah, I was going to ask about that because I uh, go on a walk every morning at 530 or something, you know, well, generally speaking, 530, sometimes it's six, you know, depending on how, how many times I hit the snooze bar. Right. But um, with my with one of my dogs and uh, the, I do the Fitbit stuff for my own health, but I it would be awesome if I could add on his stuff too. And I'm curious, like... Can you give me an idea about what level of donation I could personally generate for a a shelter or a a local or even a national organization? Our donations to to nonprofits range all over the board. I mean, typically we we will only do a donation as long as an organization has at least five active walkers, which hopefully is not a high threshold. Um, So we've, we've sent payments which we do electronically, you know, of $5 and we've sent them of, you know, several hundred dollars. So it really depends on the number of people actively walking. Fantastic. Um, and, and, and help from, you know, from, 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 from folks like you getting the word out about what we're doing as well. Fantastic. Have you had, uh, you mentioned some success stories and things like that. I, I, I would love to hear, you know, when you first started, now how long, wait, hold on, how long have you guys have been going around? We the app has actually has been out about almost three years now. Right, right. So in that in that three years, I'd love to hear you know like what's the key thing for people that makes them keep coming back to this. The key thing I think is a couple different things. The shelter uh, supporting the shelter has been been big, and then our new Steps for Pet Health challenge has been really fantastic, and we've a lot of people engaged mm-hmm. uh, for the chance to win larger donation prizes. But the biggest thing is actually just tracking their own personal fitness. We get stories um, all the time from our users about. Um, how, um, in fact, there was a news article, I think, from a, uh, a local affiliate in, in Austin, Texas. They were gone to a local animal shelter, and they were interviewing the shelter director who was talking about our app. And she said she personally had been using the app for several months and lost 25 pounds. Oh, that's uh, just you know, making sure that she was walking her dog. So, so it, it, it's, it's that kind of, okay, I'm going to do this, and I, you know, I'm not a map my run kind of person. It's a great app, but, you know, I'm just... You know, I, I really care about animals, and, and I usually walk with my dog, so this app is specifically designed for that. They start, people start using that regularly, and they just love the fact that it will show them cumulative miles and distance uh, and time, and it provides an incentive. Fantastic. I love it. Tell people where that they can find out more about the app. I uh, Simply go to our website, wolftracks.com, W-O-O-F. TRAX.com, and uh, there are links to download the app there, an FAQ page, and uh, hopefully most of the information that people have and questions uh, and answers to questions, and there are links to email us as well. Fantastic. And it's available on Android and Apple, which I'm really happy to see that that is because I'm an Android user. Not everything's about Apple, but thank you so much, Doug. Really appreciate what you're doing and for joining us today on the, on the show. Thank you so much for having me. 
Stay tuned, pet lovers. When we come back, we're going to be talking to even more great online services and apps for your pup. And during the break, take the chance to go check out wolftracks.com. Get that app on your phone so it's ready for the walk that you're going to take right after the show. We're going to be back with Pet Lover Geek, brought to you by Pet Hub on Voice America. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. This is Pet Lover Geek with Lorian Clemens. If you'd like to connect with the show today, please send an email to PetLoverGeek at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, pet lovers. We've just finished talking to two awesome people who have developed apps for pet parents to use. But what about online services? You know, not everything is connected to the smartphone. and There's really great online services out there for your pets. And the next one is one of my favorite. It's Dog TV. This is a great service that provides audio and visual stimulation and relaxation for your pooch. We're going to be talking today with Becky Lubitsch. She is the Senior VP of Strategic Partnerships at Dog TV. She's going to be telling us all about how your dog can benefit from a little bit of telly time. Welcome to the show, Becky. Thanks so much for coming in. Thanks for having me, Lorian. So I, I've loved Dog TV. It came out, I know, a couple of years ago. I've loved it, loved it, loved it. And I'm so excited that we finally have a chance to tell people about it on the show. Uh, but I would love it if you could just tell a little bit about how Dog TV got started and basically what it is. Remember, we're on radio, so you kind of it's a visual thing, so you're going to need to describe it a little bit. Sure, no problem. So Dog TV has actually been around for about seven years now. Um, we launched it uh, just as a test um, in one market in San Diego, California, to see how dogs would respond to TV that has been scientifically developed just for them. And I say scientifically developed, it was based off of 30 different research studies that were done over three years time. And um, a lot of the the things that make dog TV unique are um, the visuals. So you might look at the screen and think that it looks a little funny the colors look uh, a little distorted but for a dog we play to what they see best they see in colors of yellow blue and gray so when we enhance colors like green and red it allows them more um, dimensions and so it it looks more appealing to them so there's visual um, and then auditory The, the sounds on the channel are all developed based off of how a dog responds to sound. They don't respond to music that has lots of uh, of keys and lyrics and all of that. It's very simple um, music that doesn't go real high and real low. Um, And then finally, it's just the the angle that it's shot from. Um, The the angle that they see things in might look a little different um, than the way we see things. So... Uh, it's shot from their perspective. A lot of it is. So it's like, it's, you know, basically down like 18 to 22 inches off the ground rather than five feet off the ground. <laughs> a lot of it can be shot from that perspective, yes. Yeah. So I, I know that, you know, when our dogs are watching TV and another dog comes on and starts barking, my dog is immediately like, oh my God, I want to watch this. And there are definitely some things that that are on the TV that come on that all of a sudden it seems like one of our dogs, particularly Uller, our younger dog, he looks like he's staring at the screen. So I, I totally get that there's going to be some things that, that they're more attracted to than others. But when I think of dog TV, like what kind of shows are on dog TV? So what's your what's your programming like? So it's, it's really short clips. It's not long programs. Dogs don't watch TV like we do. They don't watch many series and, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, whodunits. Um, no soap operas for really dogs? <laughs> <laughs> not, not on dog TV, now. But um, it's broken down into three different types of content. So they've got stimulation, which might be dogs playing, running, uh, having fun, um, watching basketball, visuals, unique visuals. 
Um, it also has relaxing segments. And a majority of the, the channel is relaxing because it's meant to help our dogs relax and and calm, be calm when they're home alone or in anxious situations. And finally, the last type of programming is called exposure. So it might be a dog that's walking down a busy road on a leash um, and going to a veterinary office um, around kids. Um, so anything that uh, could make the dog a little more anxious, we expose them to it mm-hmm. in um, a, a kind of gentler kind of way so that it's not the first time they see it. And a lot of um, dog TV is meant to be, you have to watch it with your dog first mm-hmm. um, to understand, you know, some of them do bark at the TV and that's a matter of training them to, you know, um, just enjoy it and don't um, become aggressive with it. So there is a lot of, uh, it's not just a, a plug and play and, you know, turn it on and, and leave. You okay. want to make sure that your dog is, is watching and, and enjoying. Right. And that they understand what's going on. Well, to some extent that they understand what's going on. So I have a couple, I have a couple of different questions. So let's see if I can remember them all as I'm going. So uh, let's take about that last thing that you talked about watching it with your dog. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious, mm-hmm. does dog TV provide any sort of education piece for the human about how to acclimate your dog to watching the TV and suggestions about, you know, training your dog? For example, if you have a dog that likes to bark at the, at the TV all the time and the hope is that this is actually something that can help them when you're not home, having them bark at something all day long might actually be counterproductive. So do you guys offer like education pieces for the humans on how to acclimate them? Absolutely. So our head chief scientist, Dr. Nicholas Dodman, he was the head of um, animal behavioral um, sciences at Tufts University. He has helped us to really um, showcase how uh, dog TV should be watched. There's video on our YouTube channel, as well as a lot of times we, we distribute on various different platforms. So it might be on a video on demand platform where you can watch Dr. Dodman before actually watching with your dog. Otherwise, you can find it on YouTube or on our website. So there's tips from him. There's tips from another one of our advisors, Victoria Stillwell, who helps um, from a training perspective and can really give you some advice about why your dog is barking and how you can help them to relieve that anxiety that they have that's causing them to bark. Awesome. And thank you so much for the perfect segue into the next question, which was, how, how do I get to this? So is it something that I turn on a channel and it just plays or is there on demand stuff? I, that's the question I really had. And so you kind of answered it. But if you can go into like the different ways that dog TV can be consumed, I guess is the best word. Absolutely. You'd never know this um, seven years ago, but when we launched, we launched it on a TV channel. So um, right now it's available on DirecTV as a linear channel. That's a subscription channel, almost like an HBO. Um, since then, we've been able to have it distributed on another platform called Xfinity, which is with Comcast, on RCN, um, which is a smaller cable network. It's now in 13 countries on over 50 platforms around the world. Um, so it's not just here in the United States. And since the advent of all of the streaming channels, you can now stream dog TV on a variety of different devices uh, by downloading their app, uh, Roku, Apple TV, Chromecast, Amazon Fire TV, um, straight from your computer with an iOS or Android app. Um, so it's readily available. Um, no matter where you are, you can watch dog TV. Yeah, I can. I can just envision somebody hooking up their smartphone in, into the crate of the dog and like just hanging it there to let them chill while they need to. Um, <laughs> uh, now, let me ask you this. So, uh, let's. It kind of goes into a combination question to both of those. So, the programming, and then the access. Is there a way? So, let's say that I'm really keenly interested in doing the exposure stuff with my dog for for whatever reason. I'm wanting my dog to be exposed to more sounds and sights and things like that. Can I pick, choose just to watch those through any of these means? Or, or is it more about a schedule, kind of like an HBO, like, oh, I have to do the exposure stuff from this hour to this hour? Well, it's built on um, a dog schedule. So basically, it's the, the, we call it the right balance of a daily routine for your dog so that for a while he will be um, in the morning uh, uh, stimulated. It might, you know, be time to get his attention. And then later in the day, as it goes on and you want them to relax and take a nap, there's more stimulation. And then 
you know, halfway through the day, you might want to get them back up again and, and alert and mm-hmm. interested. And, and we move into um, exposure and then back into um, more of the, the uh, relaxing content. Now, you can go on to our YouTube channel and see samples of each one. Mm-hmm. Um, also on the Xfinity platform, there's samples of each one as well and on our, our website. So you can see examples of each. Right, and see how your dog reacts and then work on the training part. And you mm-hmm. mentioned that this is a great audiovisual therapy tool for dogs that might suffer from loneliness, but it seems to me that dogs that have anxiety or even depression, you know, separation anxiety, this might also be a really good tool. Can you talk a little bit about how people are able to use this as an audiovisual therapy tool? Sure. Um, Dog TV was created as an enrichment tool. So we don't expect that dogs are going to sit down and become couch potatoes and watch this all day long. What we do expect is it becomes a tool in the toolbox of all different things that are available to them, leaving them in the right environment in a enriched environment that allows them the opportunity to see and hear things that are good for them um, along with other anxiety type tools that you might use really puts them in the right environment. And so uh, that's how we recommend using it. It's not a, uh, a catch-all for everything, mm-hmm. but it's, um, it's definitely a great base and a great, great enrichment tool um, to leave your dog with when, you're, when he's home alone or even in anxious situations. A lot of people use it even when they are at home and they might be working and they want their dog to have a little stimulation. So, um, you know, they'll turn on the TV. I have it on all day when I work. And, uh, you know, it's just nice background music and, and background scenery. So right. um, it's definitely not disturbing in any way. And I, and I love that. And I also love the fact that, that you do mention, you know, like any tool, like we talk about a lot with the automatic feeders and stuff like that, you want to make sure that you spend time with your dog before you leave them alone with this. So you make sure that you understand how they're going to react. Now tell people how they can sign up and access uh, Dog TV. So Dog TV, like I said, it's available on multiple platforms. If you want to go test it out and try it out for free because it is a subscription channel, um, I would recommend going to our website. It's dogtv.com, and you can sign up to get a two-week free trial. And, um, you know, try it out either streaming or if you do happen to have um, DirecTV or Comcast, um, Xfinity or RCN, you can um, tune in and watch it on your TV directly. But I, I... I really like the streaming channel because it's so versatile yeah. and I can watch it on a variety of different outlets, be it uh, the computer or on my TV or on a, you know, wherever you might well, be. And with the TVs now, you can, you can cast to anything from your phone or from your computer. It's really amazing. Thanks so much, Becky, for coming Absolutely. and talking to us about Dog TV. Thanks so much for having me. Stay tuned, pet lovers. When we return, we will be talking about yet another great online service for you and your pet. Super exciting, geeky stuff that we can't wait to tell you about. But until then, please go check out dogtv.com. Get your pet signed up for that free two-week trial. You know that they're going to love it, and you know that you're going to love it, too. Pet Lover Geek is brought to you by Pet Hub, and we will be right back after these few messages from Voice America. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. This is Pet Lover Geek with Lorian Clemens. If you'd like to connect with the show today, please send an email to PetLoverGeek at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. And we are back. 
So today we have been talking to some really cool folks about apps and web services for you and your pet. And last up, we're going to be ch- chatting with a company that is providing real-time access to veterinarians for health questions, behavioral advice, immediate help in those, you know, oh crap moments when you're not really sure what to do. And even in some cases, depending on where you live, they can even come to you. The company is called Fuzzy Pet Health, and they can go with you whenever and wherever with their newest offering. So you always have somebody there to help you with your pet's needs. And they also have a really cool uh, service that happens in some cities that they're going to talk about as well. So today I'm really excited to be talking again with Jess Trimble. She's the head of digital health with Fuzzy, and she's going to tell us about this innovative and extremely helpful new technology. Thanks for joining us today. Oh, thank you so much for having us or having us back. It's good to talk to you again. Yeah, definitely. And I, as you know, I, I think this idea is amazing. Uh, I love the idea of telemedicine. I love the idea of in-your-home medicine for animals. And you guys are kind of combining a lot of different technologies and bringing it all together. So I'm really excited. Now, uh, we live several miles outside of town. And I know that that, that uh, the direct-to-your-door fuzzy health option isn't there. But I want you to tell and on my audience about fuzzy uh, pet health in general, how it started and what you guys do. Sure, absolutely. So it it probably helps to realize what Fuzzy's mission is, which is to make basic healthcare more accessible. We know how hard it is to stuff your cat in a carrier. We know how hard it is to, you know, get four dogs in a car and drive through city traffic to get to the vet. And, uh, you know, some of our founders have had some really terrible experiences taking their own pets to the vet where they were potentially overcharged for something that could have been fixed very easily or just didn't really understand what was going on. So our mission was to see what we could do to help make that experience better um, and to help uh, our members, since we're a subscription service, we call them all our members, to help our members understand that they can trust us, that we're going to give them great advice, that we're going to make pet care as easy as possible. And we're doing that by house call, so going into your home to provide that veterinary care for your pet, or through our app, through our telehealth and telemedicine service, where it turns out we can actually help with a lot of problems that your pet might be having. Everything from, you know, is my puppy snoring and is that okay to, oh my goodness, my dog just ate a whole bunch of chocolate off the sidewalk, what do I do? Uh, So it's been wonderful, absolutely wonderful to see all the different ways that we can help pet parents. For folks that do want to work with you uh, in in person, as it were, you have the Fuzzy Pet Health um, System, which is in certain cities, and it's, it's mostly California, correct? It's all in the Bay Area right now, but we do have some plans for regional expansion in the next six months. Awesome. So let's say that we have a listener listening in the Bay Area. What kinds of things can they expect from those in-home visits? Our in-home visits are a blast. We have so many people who say like, oh, you know, I have to call my dog down now that you left because he thought this was a play date. Um, <laughs> so, you know, the dogs and cats both are so much more comfortable in the home when they're getting that veterinary care. You know how it is when you step in the ER and there's like the smells and there's all these other sick people around and it just kind of gives you the willies sometimes. And Dogs and cats pick up on that anxiety Mm -hmm. and doing it in the home instead means that they're in their natural territory. They're much more relaxed. In addition, I, as a veterinarian, when I walk in your home, can look around your house and say, oh, you know what? That plant in your windowsill, that's actually toxic to cats. You should probably put that on a higher shelf or you know, let's talk about this leash that you have for your dog here. It might not be appropriate for his kind of uh, medical condition. And so we get to see pets environments so much more in depth. And, you know, we really like to focus on preventative and wellness because we want to do the things that are going to have to, that are going to keep you from having to go to a regular vet. We're trying to keep your pet as healthy as possible for as long as possible. And so the things that we focus on are parasite prevention, uh, lifestyle appropriate vaccinations, dental care, weight, uh, weight loss or, you know, muscle building. Um, we do physical therapy and rehab. We do cold laser therapy. So we provide the majority of things that you would consider getting at a regular hospital, um, as long as it can be done on your couch. So obviously, right. we're not doing surgeries on your living room floor, you know, but we can do a lot of those basic diagnostics and prescribe medications in the whole nine yards. I think it's amazing that vets um, from Fuzzy can actually come right to your home. I, it's just really, really cool. And I can't wait for it to come to my community. We live outside of Seattle, uh, and I'm sure it's going to be coming soon to us but it's not here yet. And I know that for uh, a lot of people, especially like me, I mean, it takes me 20, 30 minutes to drive into town to get to the vet. And so, like you said, you know, I want to make sure, do I really need to go? And 
uh, I heard just, you know, through uh, LinkedIn, actually following you on LinkedIn, I, I heard about your, you have a brand new offering that sounded really exciting to me, Fuzzy Connect. So can you talk a little bit about Fuzzy Connect and what's that, that all about? Oh, yes. We're so excited about Connect. So, you know, health goals and traditional veterinary medicine, it's great. We get to put our hands on your pet and really get to have a, an in-depth and in-person relationship. But there's so many times for pet parents at home when they're looking at something that their pet is doing and they're wondering, do I need to have a house call? Do I need to take my pet to the vet? Is this an emergency? And what happens now is most pet parents start that Google spiral. And it usually ends up with uh, your pet has cancer, he's going to die. So or, oh, it's nothing to worry about. Um, and, you know, there's just a lot of really terrible advice out there on the Internet. Or worse, you put up a picture on Facebook and then everybody goes, oh, that's what this is. And then oh, you, it's it's, it's yes. a nightmare. I know. So go yes. ahead. Tell me what Fuzzy Connect yes. will do for and us. <laughs> everybody, everybody has an opinion about somebody else's pet, just like everyone else's child. So yeah. what we're trying to do is be a very easy uh source for people to ask those questions, no matter how silly or serious they may be. We want them to have a trusted resource where they can just say, you know what, I'm going to open my fuzzy app and I'll just ask my veterinary team and for them to know that they can trust that information because it's actually coming from a veterinarian and not some Joe Schmo off the street who just happened to write a website about some random topic. And so if you have a question about your pet, all you have to do is download our Fuzzy app, and it immediately will connect you with one of our uh, healthcare team members, and then they will help you figure out how serious that problem is, if it's something that you can treat at home, if it's something you should be going to the ER for immediately, and sometimes there's little things that you can do at home to completely prevent you from having to go to the veterinarian at all. Yeah, and, and I think that I, I, I think that this is the way of the future for everybody. Even human telemedicine is, is becoming really big. I'd love it if you can kind of outline for folks the typical things that telemedicine is perfect for, and then kind of the flip side, like eh, telemedicine is not good for these things. So, so can you kind of give people an idea about this? Absolutely. So it's important, I think, first to start to realize the difference between human telemedicine and veterinary telemedicine. So in the human world, it's totally legal for you to jump on, talk to a doctor who has never actually physically touched you, and that doctor can prescribe medications for you. In the veterinary world, legally, we can't do that. We have to have this veterinary client-patient relationship, which means I can't prescribe something for you if I've never actually laid hands on your pet. Now, those laws are changing and they're starting to catch up with the human laws, so it's not going to be like that forever. But for now, you know, we can't prescribe antibiotics for somebody's UTI if they live in a state that, you know, is across the country and I've never actually seen your dog before. So for things where your pet needs immediate care, we can certainly help guide you to, oh, this is the best hospital to go to, or this is how soon you should be going, or, you know, this is what you should expect when you go to the hospital so that you have a better idea uh, financially and time-wise and just so you know what to expect. But obviously, if you are in fear that your pet should be in an emergency room, you should probably just take your pet to an emergency room in general. Right. Um, but other things, you know, like, hey, my puppy is sneezing. Is this normal? Or how can I clean out my dog's ear? Can you talk to me about allergies and things that I can do to help prevent those? You know, we can talk about training and behavior, how to pick the best food for your cat. So there's a million questions out there that we can help provide amazing answers for, um, whether it is just a training behavior or like a general pet question, all the way to the much more complicated pet issues. You know, we give consultations and second opinions all the time uh, for people who are wondering, you know, are there other options for my pet? Are there other things that my current vet should be thinking about? So the opportunities are really limitless for a product like this. Other than the physical time that you're saving about not having to go in. So let's say that, you know, I've, I've got a pet who maybe has gotten a cancer diagnosis and I'm really just wanting that second opinion. So I'm not having to go to a brand new veterinarian and you know, start the whole process from scratch. So you guys would be there for that. Um, what kind of like, is, is it going to save me money to do it this way with you guys? Is it, I mean, how, tell me about what are the benefits about not just going to another veterinarian in town if that is a, the second opinion is what I'm trying to do. So I would guess, I, I would say time, money, and peace of mind. Mm -hmm. So when we're talking about second opinions and consultations, uh, we always encourage people to get a second opinion for things if they're at the least bit worried about their pet. And right now, getting a second opinion means 
taking your pet, putting it in the car, go and finding another veterinarian, going through that physical exam again. And it's a very time intensive process. Mm-hmm. Uh, what we tend to do is say, send us your medical records. We'll look over everything that that veterinarian did, said and recommended, and then we can give you our opinion on it. And that's going to be for the cost of our telemedicine service, which is 10 bucks a month versus, you know, going to another veterinarian where you're going to be paying anywhere from 75 to 150 just for an office call. Right. Just for stepping so in the door. It's save you money. <laughs> yeah. Right. Just to get in the door. So it'll save you time. It'll save you money. Um, and just the peace of mind. One of the things that I like to stress, um, there's a lot of people who are a little bit wary about veterinarians and wondering, you know, do they want me to do this blood panel or this x-ray because it's really necessary or because it's going to make them extra money? You know, everything that we recommend through our service, we don't make money off of. You know, it's just our genuine recommendations about what's best for your pet. And so our members really trust our recommendations um, and take them to heart because they know that they're coming from the right place. That's awesome. So tell people where they can learn more about Fuzzy Pet Health. Yeah, so the best place to start would just be to go to our website. It's yourfuzzy.com. Uh, we also have a super active Facebook and Instagram. Um, the best thing to do, though, is I'd encourage you just to go to the App Store and download the Fuzzy Pet Health app and give our uh, Connect, our Fuzzy Connect a try. It's a one-week free trial, so you can just jump on, chat with us, see if it's something that you would find useful. Um, most people seem to think that it's a pretty great product. Um, And yeah, just give us a try. And same with our in-home visits. The first one is always risk-free. So you can give us a whirl without uh, worrying about the, the big payout. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Jess. Really appreciate your time today. Oh, thanks for having us. It's been great. Now, there are so many apps and, and online services out there to help your pets. And we've just scratched the surface. And um, so I'm, please, if you've got other ideas, please make sure you send us them our way. Post it on our Facebook page. And be sure to check out all the great companies that we talked with today. Thanks again for our guests on today's show. We had Leah Isaacson from Dig Dating App, Doug Hexter from Wolf Tracks, Becky Lubich from Dog TV, and we just talked to Jess Trimble, Dr. Jess Trimble, that is, from Fuzzy Pet Health. Remember, pet lovers, if you have any questions or ideas for future shows, just send us a message on our Facebook page or email us at info at petlovergeek.com so we can continue to bring you the best in geeky and techie pet products and tips. Until next time, this is Pet Lover Geek brought to you by Pet Hub on Voice America. Thank you for tuning in this week for Pet Lover Geek. Please join your host, Lorian Clemens, for another edition on the Voice America Variety Channel. Now, go grab your best friend and take them out and enjoy the rest of your weekend.